Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. The next covenant that we look at that Jesus fulfilled for us is, of course, the covenant that was made with Abraham. There are so many ways that this has already been fulfilled and some ways that are still to come. But remember this, that when God spoke to Abraham, one of the first things he told him was that he would make his name famous to all of the four reaches of the world. And Jesus did fulfill this through the spreading of the gospel. He is no longer just the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses, but he is king in all the world again. And in that is Abraham's name made famous. He's known in every place of creation. Through the sacrifice of Jesus and the spreading of his teachings, this promise has been fulfilled completely. The promise was given to Abraham that all the world would be blessed through him. And this too was accomplished through Jesus. Yes, there was blessing already and even provision in the land of Israel, but that wasn't the promise that was given. The promise was that all the world would be blessed through him and through his seed. Jesus was that seed, that promise that came forth from him, from his lineage, that blessed not only Israel and Jerusalem, and the children of that earthly kingdom, but have blessed all of the tribes, tongues, and nations of the world entirely. In Acts chapter 3 verse 25, Paul said, speaking to the Jewish people, ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers when he said unto Abraham, and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed unto you first. He was speaking unto the believing Jews of the time. He said unto you first, God hath raised up his son Jesus and sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquity. What a glorious thing that he did for you and for me. Yes, it started in Jerusalem. It started at the promised land, but then it spread to every tribe, tongue, and nation. The whole world is blessed and given the opportunity to be brought in to the promises of Abraham. Remember, the sign of that covenant was circumcision of the flesh, but Jesus makes a way for us to have a circumcision of the heart that all might partake. Remember, he said that he would take away the heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh, that he would cut away that pride, pomp, and arrogance, that hard-heartedness that distances us from him and even from our fellow man whom we are meant to save and redeem back into the family. I think that perhaps one of the most amazing ways that Jesus fulfills Abraham's covenant is when I look at the way that Abraham fell asleep on that night that the covenant was given, how this dread came upon him. And then the next thing we know is that God is walking alone in the midst of this blood and sacrifice, making this covenant that he alone is going to keep. No matter who breaks it, even if it means that he's going to become a sacrifice just like these animals that he's standing in the midst of. Because when I think of this, I'm reminded of Jesus in Gethsemane. When that dread fell upon him and he prayed and sweat great drops of blood, yet his disciples, his partners in the new covenant, they fell asleep. They were unable to keep their part in it. When all he had asked is just pray with me one hour. Yet still did he rise up and fulfill his part in the covenant. Even when we failed him with ours. 
he stood in the midst of that blood and became just like those sacrificed animals. Jesus fulfilled this covenant. None of us are worthy of it. Yet because he is good and he is kind, he is faithful and he has promised, do we still receive the rewards of it? In Colossians chapter 3 verse 13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is every man that hangeth on a tree. But he did this that the blessings of Abraham might come unto the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. God did not say to Abraham's seeds, being plural as of many, but rather he said of one and to thy seed. And that seed is Christ. You see, the promise was given to him, the only one that could fulfill it. Yet he gives the rewards of it to all of God's children, which the Bible says are those who receive and are led of his spirit. Because when it talks about him being our redeemer in that passage, we have to understand that in the culture, a redeemer was either a father or the eldest son of a family who used all of the family's resources to bring the lost children back in again, those who had been stolen, those who had strayed, those who had disobeyed and left the household of faith. He went out. He found them. He paid whatever price it cost to get them out of their bondage. He brought them back to the Father. That's who Jesus is for us. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, it says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Therefore there is no more, neither Jew nor Greek. There is no more, neither free nor bond. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ's, then ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Because you see, what was promised to Abraham was not just a physical territory. He was promised New Jerusalem. The land that he walked out and God gave him is more than what physical Israel now possesses. The fulfillment of this promise isn't going to come true until the return of Jesus. Jesus will return one day to win the final battle and take the full territory promised to Abraham. He is still fulfilling this covenant. And when he does, he will bring New Jerusalem with him, that city that is not made by hands. That scripture tells us Abraham, by faith, looked for. He sojourned in a land, just like we do by faith. Walk in a land that we do not claim to be our own. This world is not our own. We are only passing through. We are living for the kingdom that is to come for that city whose builder is the Lord, who was not made by the hands of man. We are living it every day by faith just like faithful Abraham. And this is the beauty of it, that by adopting in all who believe like he did through the engrafted blood of Jesus, the children of Abraham have become numerous, as numerous as the stars of the sky or the sand of the sea. Truly, who can count them but the Lord God Almighty? No matter how impossible it might seem in the moment, or how grand the fulfilling of it would have to be to complete it. God is faithful. 
to his covenants, and he fulfills his promises unto a thousand generations. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12, we read this, that at the time ye were without Christ, speaking of the Gentiles being aliens from the commonwealth or the promises of Israel, which includes not just physical provision, cursings and blessings, but also salvation, eternal life, and even heaven. It says that we were strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, who you were afar off from, or now made nigh, made close by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, contained in the ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, and so making peace, because there was always conflict and war between the Jew and the Gentile, the children of Abraham, and the children of wickedness in every other pagan land. There was a conflict, but God wanted to redeem all the children back into his family. Just like Eve's children, one was good and one was bad. He wasn't satisfied with that. He wanted to redeem them all back and make good fruit of them. This is part of the purpose in the promise of Abraham that through Jesus, these children would be brought back into the family that they would be able to receive of the promise and the blessing that was given to the seed of purity. That those who were once separated by sin might be able to be brought back in to the blessings of the good seed, the family of God. You know, whenever the child of promise finally came to Abraham, after 25 years of waiting and having his faith tested and even making mistakes and turning away from them and coming back to God's original plan in repentance, finally this child that had been promised to him was given. Then we see the day that a word comes to him that he's going to have to sacrifice this thing. He's going to have to give it up. How much does he really trust? And it says that Abraham never wavered in faith, knowing that God had promised this thing. He had come to the place where he was fully persuaded that what God had said he was fully able to accomplish. He was going to bring this promised land. He was going to cause every promise of the Abrahamic covenant to come forth to him, even if he had to raise this child from the dead to do it, because God said it was coming through him. And he believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. And of course, God did make a way to stop it. He provided a ram in the thicket. Because you see, my friend, there was a point at which the devil had thought he had won. He had brought so much corruption and wickedness into the earth that there seemed to be no possible way to bring these promises to fruition that God gave to Abraham that day. In fact, the wrath of God was coming upon the earth because of the sinfulness and the children of disobedience that every person had strayed away from obedience to the teachings of God. And so the devil thinks it's a checkmate that the promise it's going to die. How can heaven come to those who dwell upon the earth when every man has strayed from the word? How can Abraham's name be made famous to every tribe, tongue, and nation when his own children have become rebellious and no longer walk in his faithfulness? 
How will they be able to teach others of God's likeness and kindness when they have become prideful and arrogant? How will the seed remain for eternity when they're facing the very wrath of God as a judgment for their sin because that he is just and must stand to his terms and ordinances? All had gone astray. There was no more righteousness left to preserve the land and a judgment was coming. The devil thought he had won. The promise laid on the altar that day, ready to be slain by its father's own hand, not because he wanted to, but because he had to keep the ordinances of the covenants. All of mankind laid in the balance at the time of Jesus because God's judgment was about to be poured out on it. But it was no more God's desire for this to happen than it was Abraham's. So God made a way. He provided a ram the thicket and that ram my friend for us of course was Jesus and so we were spared just like Isaac and that ram that male lamb laid on that altar in our place and we were saved thank you Jesus for the price that you paid because he like Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised he was able to accomplish, even if he had to raise him from the dead to do it. So, Father, today we pray for the faith to stand in the same faith as faithful Abraham and even as Christ did as our demonstration for the resurrection that is coming, that this world is not our home, that we're only passing through, that there is a final destination, that place, that city that is not made by hands. And even if he's got to raise us from the dead to get us into that promised land, he's going to do it. We believe in the resurrection that is coming because the Bible is clear that for all of those who die in Christ, they will be raised with him again into newness of life and they will rule and reign with him a thousand years in New Jerusalem and then forever in eternity, walking out the purposes for which we were tested, proved and trained in our very short time in this earth. Demonstrate faith, my friend, for the grace is there. To complete the mission, God will finish what he started. No matter how impossible, even when the promise dies, he will bring it back to life for he will uphold his covenants. You just uphold your faith in it. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.